Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. I want to retreat back to the, the main, the, the point I want to really laser focus in on, which is not fun and not comfortable, is the satanic conversations that you in general experience on the chemical scale that we teach in Men and Roni and other of our behavioral things that are what we call high level twos, where your brain starts to get convinced that this time you have a legitimate reason to behave in a way that contradicts your value system. So ladies, without any, make sure in a notebook that nobody else can see, especially him. We don't need him doing his, I was reading your notebook on all the areas you need to improve and you're doing it wrong. Okay, we don't need that. Okay, make a list of behaviors that you are not proud of. Okay, make a list of things that you do that you would teach your daughters. Uh uh, no, 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 you know. That is not what you can do. But mom, I'm in pain. I know, but this is not what we do when we're in pain, even when we're in pain. Some of you, no names pointed out, are words specialists, okay? Some of you can carve out words that can slice bread, all right? They are so sharp. Some of them can cut through metal. Some of your words are so sharp. Some of you have perfected the art of the facial expression. Mm-hmm. You can break cement with your face, all right? You can slam, all right? Those women superheroes and X-Men ain't got nothing over you because you can throw down, all right? Some of you have the fine art of the eye roll that you started when you were seven and you have perfected over 30 years of effort. Some of you can make a single sound, mm-hmm, Something like that, okay? And you can cut a guy's knees right out from underneath him, right, with a single, mm-hmm. Do I need to go on with the list? All y'all know your girl superpowers? There's a time and a place to use those weapons, I'm sure, but probably not in the settings that we are referring to, all right? Now, if I'm a demon who's been assigned to you, I need to set the stage in your brain where last time it was inappropriate to do that, but this time is special. I know, I know last time when you tore his feet out from underneath him and humiliated him in front of all of his friends, okay, that time was probably inappropriate and you went too far, but this time, oh yeah, this time a girl's gotta put him in his place because if I don't do it, who will? If I don't show him what's up, So ladies, carefully look through those scenarios and then um, horribly unpleasant role play doing it right. As if you're writing a movie script, you write the story, uh, he says this, I say that, he says this, I say this, 
And right before it slides into catastrophe, you write your script as if you're superhuman, as if you're like angelically full of Christ-like charity energy on a ridiculous level. Now, when I'm doing my own journaling on this and my script writing, I like to exaggerate at first just for fun. Um, it, I don't know, it, it feels, it, it, it just relieves some psychological pressure in me and then I dial it back to something close to reality. And um, in the end, you want the story to end. Oh, I just felt the passive aggressive side of me saying, um, where he's a complete mess and you're totally awesome and everybody knows it. That's, that's awesome, right? That's a fun way for the story to end. But what's probably gonna happen if you're totally awesome and full of uh, divine energy and charitable response, he's probably not gonna be as bad as he would have been. And so um, he's probably gonna be decent, but he doesn't get any credit for that because you made it easy for him because you were so awesome, okay? So um, if I was with you in a one-on-one -on -one session, what we would do is we would try to uh, capture the exact quotes that Satan uses to tilt you over the edge into this time I have a good reason to misbehave. And then we will review those till your brain has a, a pre-planned deja vu. And then we plant a series of responses that'll take you back into a position of charity. Remember, it's not charity for him. It's charity for you to maintain your identity. That's the, that's the piece you have to hold on to. I was thinking about you don't behave well for him, even though he gets the benefit of it. Even though he doesn't get a razor blade across his cheek and he doesn't get a sledgehammer to the forehead, um, that's, you, we're not behaving with excellence and refinement and dignity for him. You're doing it for you. I've even seen cases where the guy uh, thanks the woman for her excellent behavior. And it's really hard not to say, um, that wasn't for you. That's just because I am awesome. And I like to remember that I'm awesome. So my excellent behavior was for me. Um, if you happen to benefit from it, that's a bonus for you. And so... I, my, my fantasy, my, my, um, my goal in every case is imagine if both people were able to follow their pre-designed blueprint for awesomeness when conflict started to occur. Imagine if his alarms went off and said, I feel this conversation crumbling. I have a pre-planned uh, set of behaviors in mind so that I can end this conversation being proud of myself so I can stand before God with integrity. So he takes a half a step back and engages that process. You do the same thing. Imagine how confusing at first it would be if both people did that, but how glorious it would be. And this, when we talk in previous lectures about the two thirds of the time in difficult conversations, no one's talking. This is what's going on during that two thirds of the time when no one's talking. So just, it's just, hold on, just hold on. Clutch and break, clutch and break.
just hold on. Even like, give me a minute, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. Or give me a second, I'm gonna get a glass of water. Or I'm gonna go check the mail. Just give me a minute. Just having pre-planned phrases and gestures that just say, give me a minute. Because if people talk too soon, then we have another mess on our hands to clean up. And they're truly there to be there with you. If they're truly there to be present with you, there's no hurry. There's no need to, to rush into what's going on. And, and what you're doing to feel settled in your head is more important than what I need to hear. It's not about what I need to hear. It's about me being present and letting your brain do what it needs to do. And so just getting good at that gesture that says, I'm, I'm a little rattled. I'm a little um, wobbly. I'm a little overwhelmed. Just give me a minute. I'm still here. Just give me a minute. And then letting there be like two thirds of the time, no one's talking. Just let it be quiet. Learn to savor the quiet. If my wife says, give me a minute, I got plenty to think about. I don't need us to talk. I can get my notebook out. I can write some things down. I can um, clarify something from the past, pull up something from the present. I got plenty of work to do. I don't need you to talk for me to work. I have the opportunity to retreat and start to ponder the, the dynamic myself and go, okay, let me check to see if I can see some patterns based on this side of the room, based on my experience and go, you know what? I think I see a pattern. There's what happened today. I see something similar happened last Saturday and I'm finding something about two months ago. I think I can see a pattern while you're trying to work it out from your side. I'm trying to do some discovery of my own about the same pattern. A man should not be leaving the stewardship of trying to figure it out all on your shoulders. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.